0: Welcome to Creativity, the podcast where art and engineering collide. In this podcast, we discuss our personal creative endeavors ranging from woodworking to electronics, art and life in general. My name is Jeremy S. Cook and this is my co-host Max Maker. Hi everybody. This week's special guest is known only as Pocket83 and I'm really excited we got to have him on today. Hello. He sums up his creations as useless objects of interest, puzzles, games, woodworking, mathematics, toys and innovations. Which puts fits, fits in perfectly with this show. So, uh, so pocket. What uh besides what we said there, what can you we you say about your online persona? You know, what 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 would you tell us about yourself?
1: I make strange things, and I have an affinity for toys, puzzles, mathematics, and the bizarre in general. Oh, very nice. I have a U- I have a moderately successful YouTube channel, and I've been doing it for, wow, I don't know. Something close to a decade, probably. I would guess maybe eight or nine
0: years. So, so pocket. You know what's on your channel? It's all kind of different, but all seems to kind of have the same sort of feel. What, what exactly inspires your builds?
1: Wow, that's a tough question. Um, obsessive thinking and staring. So, one of my main sources of inspiration. I hate to use that word. That's so. That's so. Ugh. It sounds so artsy and pretentious.
2: But, uh, don't worry to be mainstream. It's okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly.
1: I don't mean to s- sound so counter-cultural, but one of my main sources of inspiration is to stare at my stupid ceiling fan. I hate it because it has five blades and four lights, and those numbers just don't match. They, they just don't match. There is no possible <laughs> way that you can make it match. There's no symmetry to it. There's no aesthetic beauty to it. And there's not even a good engineering rationale for it. So why did they do it? I don't know. I hate it. But when I stare at it, it makes me think. <laughs> <laughs> so what is what is my source of inspiration for the ridiculous things that I make do uh, th- obsessive thinking? You just, whenever something, when you think about something long enough and hard enough, it it becomes, it starts to lose its context. It starts to become different. And then you can see it in a different light. And I I don't know, it it helps you to approach problems from ways that other people might not consider. Usually people look for the shortest, easiest solution. But I, I like to take the most complicated and unnecessarily ridiculous route around solving a problem sometimes. And I never I never do anything twice. Everything that I've ever done, I just about get good at doing something, then it's time to pick up a new hobby. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's interesting so i mean what with that with your inspiration do you feel like modern technology like just having a cell phone pinging you all the time or tv do you feel like that's kind of do you feel like that destroys some people's creativity
1: that's that's a very difficult question to answer it's a wonderful lead up into it's a that was a wonderful segue into me railing against technology technology but it's it's a double edged sword. There are wonderful things about technology. Um, can you repeat the question again? I want to break that question down. And say it again.
0: So so do you feel like technology, when it's you know when we have it in front of us all the time, or cell phones, uh, TVs, whatever, just we're just being inundated with information all the time. Do you feel like that kind of hampers creativity, or do you think there's some some good parts to I, it as well? Okay,
1: I, I think my answer what, is that both think? at the same time. It it can be a terrible distraction, but, at, but in, at the same time, it allows us to see further. Okay. Let me relate with a different story. At the university that, that I went to, we were allowed to use calculators. And I'm talking about like, when you get into the heavy math, we, we were allowed to use calculators. Now at a neighboring university, they weren't allowed to use calculators on their final exams. Oh boy. And I thought, wow. That's really impressive. These these people must have incredible minds to be able to handle that additional stress. Because when you're when you're juggling mathematical concepts, it's hard enough to sort out all your 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 concept math, let alone to do the arithmetic as well on top of it all. Now, I had a change of I had a completely I took a completely different perspective on this based on what my teacher said he said why aren't they allowed to use calculators that's stupid and i thought <laughs> wow i can't believe a teacher is saying this usually it would be the students that complain about that his point was that it liberates the mind if you're free to not be distracted by um just adding and dividing in simple arithmetic if your your mind is uncluttered by those things it frees the mind to examine concepts that are more abstract, that are further out there, that are it 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 free it, it lets you it takes the weights off your bat and lets you swing harder, if that makes sense. It's it's liberating to use tools that enable us to go further into places that we wouldn't yeah. naturally be able to explore. And I think those types of advancements are what make us excel it makes us go deeper into things it's what gives us our ability to improve
2: yeah yeah I mean it's it's good to be able to calculate something by hand if you need to but it's also nice to have that resource in your brain free for other stuff yeah exactly
1: it it, I think it was Terence McKenna that said if you well he was talking about drugs when he said this but if you get the message hang up the phone and I think a lot of basic skills are that way, where once you understand how to do them, then there's really no need yeah. to obsess over those things. It's time to move on to more complex problems. That's my opinion anyways.
0: Yeah, and no, I agree with that. It's it's interesting. You know, Max and I have talked about this before, but I took engineering in college and Max, Max it as well. And I think just how much how much calculus I had to learn. And <laughs> I'm not sure if I could still, I'm sure I could do it if I looked it up again, but just... It's good that I know the process, and I feel like if I needed to design a computer system to say calculate the stress or strain on something, and hopefully I could do it. And people do need to be able to do that, but do I need to do it every day? I, certainly not. I, I don't know. What What do you think about that?
1: I think you don't need to remember any of it. <laughs> I think it's um, good to know that there are some no. things, you know, to know of them. Well, wait, wait. Uh, let me clarify my point. I don't think that it's necessary to remain in practice for those things because calculus, for example, is it's just a way of thinking about understanding things that are impossible to calculate. But if you look at them closer and closer and closer, if you look at them infinitely close, eventually it approximates reality. So it's just a way of thinking that once you understand it, you don't have to remember its technical aspect. There, there, are th- there are concepts in calculus like th- the derivative or, or the area under a curve where y- you approximate these areas by taking them in pieces and then you cut those pieces in half again and again and again infinitely until that chunky curve becomes smooth. Though we understand some of these things in a real, um, in a primitive way, just intuitively, but you really have to take you really have to take the blue pill in order to tumble down that rabbit hole and really, really get calculus deep down. And once it settles in your bones, you don't have to remember all of your trig ide- trigonometric identities in order to be to yep. think mathematically. You can just do it naturally. It'll be your new default um, position. You can never totally unknow calculus once you've known it.
2: Yeah, when I was at uh, university, yeah. they uh, often talked about uh, transferable skills, which just means, you know, your brain creates connections that can be used in a completely different way, away from maths. Let's say you you, you do some baking or stuff like that, and then suddenly that is easier for you because you know calculus. You don't actually think of calculus. It's just connections in your brains that help you otherwise. Of
1: course. Of course. I, I totally agree with that assessment. There... Now, this is a cliche, but I remember one of the old Mortal Kombat games when you turned it on, and I never forgot this. It it would always say, as soon as it powered on, it said, there is no knowledge that is not power. (laughs) Yeah, it's wise words from Mortal Kombat, right? Well, I think it was a ripoff from Emerson, actually. I think it was an an out-of-context quote from Emerson. But nevertheless, the, the thought is profound. Everything that you learn, even if you fail on the way to learning it, lends itself to other applications. There's a universality of every piece of knowledge that applies in other domains. And I totally believe that if you, if you become a good baker, well, well, take unrelated things like chemistry and baking, but in a way they're fundamentally the same, if you've ever taken chem lab, it's, it's like following a recipe. And if you can follow, if you could do one, you can do the other. Now, somebody might think that there's a disparity between those two skills, but to me, there's—I see no incongruence. They're like virtually the same thing. You're in a—you're in a different context when you're doing those things, but it's a very similar skill set required in order to perform those actions.
0: Yeah, I definitely definitely agree with that. I appreciate the uh, the Mortal Kombat reference. I haven't played that in several years, but. Which was the you best know, well, one in your me, opinion? You know, with me, I always... What's that? Which was the best one in your opinion? I mean, I think number one was the best, personally, because it was just... I just really liked it in the time I had those kind of, like, graphics that looked kind of like they should be real photos, but they were real pixelated, and... Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've ever saw... I'm sure you've seen Enter the Dragon, some of those old Kung Fu movies. Yes. You know, I never saw those until, like, way later, and you see it as, like wow this this is, all of Mortal Kombat takes so much from all of these movies you know I, I just thought that was just amazing while well, looking back at it I don't know
1: Liu Kang was certainly Bruce Lee
0: right oh certainly and then uh Johnny Cage was uh John Clyde van Damme, right is, is that would you agree with that because you know oh wow. that's
1: okay that's fair that's fair
0: yeah because he was a Hollywood guy with the I got the cool glasses on I'm a, you know I'm a Hollywood guy <laughs> and then um who else I, Kano, there was a, a movie with Bruce Lee called I think it was Game of Death, and there was a guy that had that uh, scar or whatever. I, I don't know what uh, what that was. Hey, anyway, I just
1: victory. Oh, you know,
0: yeah. And then um, you ever play Tekken?
1: Uh, I didn't get into it so much.
0: Okay, well, there's a character on there named uh, Forest Law of all things, and he's yeah you on. Know, the resemblance between him and. Uh, Bruce Lee is is uncanny, so it's, anyway, I just, I've enjoyed that, I enjoyed playing it at the time, but then, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later, you see these movies and you're like, wow, they took a lot of, I don't want to say ripped off, but they took a lot from those movies, it just makes it, makes it kind of cool in my, in my opinion.
1: Now, to answer my own question, uh, (laughs) I think Mortal Kombat Trilogy was the best one, it was a wonderful fighting game. (laughs) I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever played that one playstation it, uh, one you but, have to you use know, the it, greatest hits one you have to play the greatest hits one because there was a bad response time on the black label version uh, this is something that you might not know most people probably don't know this about my online person but i'm an i'm a am an obsessive video game collector i have something in the order of like three thousand video games and i wow yeah and that's not counting emulators. I, I have a, quite a love of video games
2: starting. Does your spouse uh, share that passion? <laughs> Would well, any spouse well, what...
1: share that passion?
2: <laughs> um,
1: she tolerates it nicely. You know, I can incorporate her into certain games. They're, she's She likes to, pl- okay. to play them passively, but Ooh. not like I do. I suppose. But I'm actually, I'm not well, a, that, an that's, obsessive that's video game player.
2: That sounds absolutely good enough.
1: Yeah, we have to learn to tolerate our weirdness when you live with each other's weirdness when you live with somebody. But oh, Max, absolutely. do you do you play video games?
2: Uh, yes, uh, I used to play a lot when I was younger. Now I don't have the time that much anymore, but I only play on PC. I never had a console, so...
1: <gasps> you never yeah. had any console?
2: No, <laughs> but I, I started off playing Commander Ken. That was really good. Keen, Commander Keen is his name. It's a little bit like Mario, but I think it's the cheap knockoff version, uh, and it's a little bit. Yeah, I remember that. It was a share shareware, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was really good, and then, um, yeah, Stronghold Crusader, Doom. Oh so much stuff. Uh, uh, Counter Strike. Uh, no, how's it called? Um, Command and Conquer. That was great. The Settlers.
0: Oh, I love that one. The Red- you yeah, Red Alert too. That was Rattler. my game. <laughs> Red Alert two was my game. I. That was the only one that I was. I felt like I was really pretty good at. Other than that, first-person shooters. I always liked them, but it was I was just terrible at it. And then, I guess just the strategy behind it really really appealed to me.
1: Red Alert. So. was I thought Red Alert was a Virtual Boy title. Do you remember that? It was. It was. Um, it was a failed project by Nintendo where it was kind of like a. It was a definitely early precursor to virtual reality. It was a great disappointment to it was a, it was a colossal failure on the part of Nintendo actually because it the reason it was a failure was because it was in all red yeah yeah and it, people complained about eye strain and everything else if you look at the the hardware it was kind of like a beta and it seemed like it was premature to be released but uh, it was I loved it I thought the system was wonderful I own ten of them <laughs> uh, really which is some yeah which is really something because they're um, they 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 go. They sell for several hundred dollars. Luckily I bought a lot of them many, many years ago.
0: I remember back in the day when when that system was yeah, at some point they decided, well, this system's not gonna be successful. And I remember you were able to I remember one of my friends bought a set and a bunch of games for like really, really cheap. Is that maybe that's when maybe that's when you bought yours? <laughs> I, don't, Actually, I don't know. Actually my
1: first one, the fir- how I even became aware of it was there was an old video of uh, an old video game developer in the in the area. Had gone bankrupt. They made uh, quite a few video games, PC games, and they went bankrupt. And a company that I was kind of working for on and off at the time, he, the the guy in charge, went to us. Who went to assess it? He was a buddy of mine, and he knew that I like to play games. And he called me. He said, "You have to come here now. We're going to throw everything into the dumpster, and this place is loaded to the hilt with video <laughs> game related stuff." And you get, and he. He let me go in and take
2: first pick of everything wow. I wanted. Wow,
0: that's amazing. I never got such
2: an so opportunity it's... for anything.
1: This no, not too many people will, uh, would it was it was like something out of a dream. there were there were rooms it was it was an entire building just filled with game related things. It was like they went home from the office and never came back. <laughs> but I know it had to do with bankruptcy. there so- there were things in there. Like the thing that struck me was the clay models for the environment. They had built a tape a, an entire clay model world that had a volcano or something in the center. Made from plasticine. It took up an entire dining room table. It it must have taken them months to model this and it, <laughs> it all ended up going into the dumpster.
0: So 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 they literally just let you come in and say, I want this and this and this and see you later, is yeah. that that does yeah. sound like a, a dream, a really good dream. <laughs> I,
1: I worked on some games when I was younger. Um, yeah, I've, I've actually, this is kind of strange. It's a strange thing to admit. But I re- my dream in life was to model three dimensional objects for video games. So when you're playing Counter Strike and you walk into this room and you're about to just start shooting everything over on in the corner, there's a lamp and an end table with some books. I wanted to be the guy that drew those. <laughs> I,
0: I, yeah, I know that's cool. It's. Uh, do you remember? I remember when I played uh, video games. They. It just got to the point where you could destroy some of the objects in the environment. I, I thought that was a pretty neat step. I, I, maybe you, maybe you're familiar with that too. I, I don't know. Maybe you thought that was cool too when you could you could blow up the TV or whatever, whatever absolutely. else. Or yeah, and like, you
2: always check your boundaries. You know. What is not. Blow up-able? Uh-huh. <laughs> up a up blow explodable. You could you could you could shoot the TV and the TV explodes. So then you try the telephone and that doesn't work. And then you're like, ah. So that's what they stopped with the effort.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm not sure what generation you guys were from, but do you remember the game GoldenEye? That was the the best game for the Nintendo sixty four.
1: So if you recall this, this was before there was any real sort of interactivity with objects in um, games. Like later on, you, you I remember what was the valve game the other valve game half-life 2 it was amazing you could pick things up and drop that. it was amazing that you could do that but early on with games like goldeneye everything just blew up so there would be like a book on the table and when you shoot it it would explode <laughs> and it was unrealistic but at the same time it was like finally there's actual interaction <laughs> with the environment you can move things and affect them in some way for the longest time you couldn't do
0: that I remember too it was just playing you know you play with four players and it's yeah. you always wanted to play his odd job right because he was too, <laughs> no odd too job. small to, to shoot no him. odd <laughs> job that's cheating it was, it was so cheap <laughs> and now there's a game where
2: you actually become the object so there's a prop hunt where you transfer transform yourself into an object and you can move around as that object and the other person has to find you and shoot you so you can become oh. the telephone and just hide on the table <laughs>
1: Well, you can't make that stuff up.
2: No. Somebody did.
1: (laughs) I know. So So to bring it it back to YouTube and games, it reminded me of PewDiePie. I mean, he funds the weirdest games. Do you guys ever watch him?
2: Uh, I used to, but not now anymore since he's a bit controversial and a bit of an idiot, I think.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Well, I don't know if idiot is the appropriate word, but, you know, if somebody has to be... a a youtube celebrity he does a pretty good job at handling it because that sort of fame is corrosive and he handles as well yes yeah i mean you could there could be personalities that would be far more self-indulgent and arrogant and i think he's he's
2: handled it like a saint in my opinion and i he's genuinely funny but uh he he is he's a nice guy but then you know for those that don't uh, know him he recently used the n-word in a stream To insult somebody else which is just you know he's got 50 million subscribers he's a super super millionaire and then he has to use the n-word because somebody else shoots him in a game that's just stupid yeah
1: uh yeah yeah that that's that's thought the doofing thing was funny though you well that's kind of a double standard
2: (laughs) (laughs) well whatever well let's not touch on that that that, there was that was humor there was humor the other thing was just a stupid insult
1: um, but to bring it back to YouTube.
0: Yeah. Who was, it was the guy. Uh, no, go, well, go on, Jeremy, go on. I'm sorry. I was just going to, who was the guy, uh, Kramer, the uh, Michael Richards, oh, you yeah. know, he's, you remember that he was just bombing in some sort of com- comedy performance. And he started using that word over and over. And uh, I think people never really no. forgot about that. No, that's a honest. taboo. That's a bad one. That, that word, yeah, that's that a bad, word, bad
1: it, it sticks out in conversation. There are words that jump out they they have pointy edges and it, it pierces the silence you have to watch that one um but anyways uh to bring it back to youtube i'm interested what what are your favorite channels
0: oh, pocket 83 obviously and pocket 83 too uh, yes oh yeah I'm me sh- also I'm, I'm pocket sure. 83 i check every morning for new videos
2: <laughs> oh, i'm sure
1: i'm sure you watch all of them yeah there's some boring and dry content on there
2: i i like to watch sv seeker i don't know if you know them but for those that know, don't know him, it's the guy that builds a ship in his backyard or front yard, um, a steel ship, a giant steel ship. It's like 20 meters long, which is like 60 feet, I think. Um, and he's building it from scratch. He started with raw steel. He actually started before that by uh, building a crane to handle the steel. So, And he makes a lot of stuff from scratch. And it's always inspiring to see what you can actually do and to think out of the box. A lot of things he doesn't
0: have to buy because he just makes them himself. That's That's amazing. So... Does he live in a neighborhood? I don't I don't know if you have a HOAs over there in Germany, but I don't think my neighbors would be. Oh, he's he's from
2: he's from Tucson, Arizona. No, Dallas. It's north e, northwest of uh, Florida, not far, like two states okay, ahead. So, so he's uh he's in a
0: rural area, I assume.
2: Uh, is, that, is that correct? Yes, he lives next to steel yards and to scrap yards, so the neighbors don't mind. Oh. Yeah, that he, sounds awesome. he bought a shitty house. He bought a house and a property for I think 40 grand. And it was a complete mess you know it it was like one of those houses in new orleans after the hurricane uh, and he just did it up again he said well this is cheap you know this allows me to spend money on my boat and he also drives a really old toyota that cost 1200 dollars. he said and he says well it's a shitty car but it works and it saves me money to do other stuff did you guys play in the junkyard as kids uh no i played in hay, hay balls <laughs>
0: I ne- never never the junkyard. My uh, my grandfather owned a, um, I guess a, a shop, a, you know, a metalworking shop. So I was always, I guess I was always playing those pipes and stuff, which is pretty pretty <laughs> dangerous, you know. Looking back on it, I was you know climbing around in pipes, and I remember my grandfather told, t- I think he told my dad one time, he's like, you know, this isn't, a, this is not a playground. It's not like for kids to run around in, and that was. <laughs> Probably pretty good advice, looking looking back on it now, having a kid myself, so, Probably.
1: so, you know. I do remember playing in the junkyard as a kid. Uh, one of my friends lived near one, and it's amazing. You have to watch for bees, though, because you pull up a piece of sheet metal or something, or an old tire, and
3: <laughs>
1: you can get swarmed by hornets, and that can be a bad experience, but it's a great way. Now, if I had kids, I would yell at them, get out of the junkyard, naturally, <laughs> right? Yeah. But looking back on it as a child, what more creative environment could you have? <laughs> sure. I remember my friend, I remember him tr- using an old jigsaw to cut out eighth inch sheet metal because he wanted to make a go-kart frame. And his it was just pure tenacity and creative spirit that got him through that. Did the go-kart ever run? Not really, but it's, it's the starting point of an inventive spirit. I mean... It, you have to just, you have to play with the toys you're not supposed to play with in order to get to that next place.
0: I remember, I remember waking up in the morning, you know, before my parents were up, which I'm sure they loved this, but, it, and just getting <laughs> all my dad's scrap wood and just nailing it together in just the worst, worst construction project <laughs> you could ever imagine.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's just a mess. And then his scrap wood is ruined because it has nails and screws in it. But would you like to hear about my dad's table saw? Sure. Yeah, sure. By any standard, his table saw is a death trap. (laughs) I don't don't have any memories of him using it, actually. But now we use zero clearance plates. You guys are familiar with that, right? Yeah. Yeah, to the the listener who doesn't know, the idea is that the, the blade comes out of the table saw and there's a cavity around it. And older table saws had big, what's called a throat, a big opening between the blade so that you could put in a dado stack or some other goofy device or turn the blade to an angle so this big cavity is large enough for you to drop a tape measure through on my dad's old saw i mean you you can't use a table saw safely on it because it'll suck your wood down into the blade but it was all rusty and the blade was seized on with some old rusty blade that was junk and dull and it was a 220 saw that was just way too powerful and here I am, about probably 13 years old, no instruction whatsoever, no idea how to cut oh, off God, no anything with the table <laughs> saw. And there's just, there's stuff all over. You can't, you can't even turn in there because there's just stuff all over the floor and all over the walls. And you have to kind of free up your elbows if you don't want to get hurt. You have to have room. Because if something bumps your piece, it could bind the, the, the piece of wood against the blade. It was just, the whole thing was a death trap. Well, I remember cutting cherry and it, the blade was just going and bogging down and smoking. And I, I didn't know what was wrong, but it, it smoked every time I cut and who knows how badly it was misaligned or what. But somehow I made it through that. <laughs> That's good. Without ever cutting off a digit. And in retrospect, using a table saw is so easy once you know the proper form. Yeah. Once you know how to do it and you understand the f- basic physics, it's easy. There's nothing to be afraid of and you can mitigate risk with a few simple steps. Number one, have a zero clearance blade or zero clearance insert. insert yeah. Number one thing you can do to save your fingers. It it just reduces accidents by
2: 90%. Yeah. And keep your hands off the blade. That's, yeah,
1: that's don't, simple. Don't put just your hands. Don't go near the, the blade. blade.
2: Yeah. I always use push sticks, but lots of people they don't know how to use it. They they just think they know how to use they think they know how to use it. They use it, and then something bad could happen. So, but just watching a ten minute video on YouTube will tell you all the dangers there are, and make it safe to use.
1: Yes, there 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 are fine techniques though that a lot of people don't mention. But so, sometimes it's nice to hear. There was a tip that I always wanted to include in a video, and I I saw it on an
0: Izzy Swan video. Have you ever seen him?
2: Yeah, of course. I, I know. Mm-hmm. I know them all.
0: <laughs> Jeremy okay. has kids; he doesn't have yeah, enough time. It's, it's funny. I make YouTube videos, but I, I don't watch that many, just because, as Max said, I don't have that much time, to be honest.
1: Uh, well, I don't. To be honest, I don't. I don't really watch them anymore. I think when I first started doing this, the first couple of years, I would examine their content. The you know the other people in my um, genre, the woodworking genre, I would examine it and scrutinize it and stay up to date with what they were releasing but now i, I don't watch any of it yeah I, I admit i don't watch any of it a lot of it has become redundant yeah um also well i don't know i don't want to badmouth any of them because there are some brilliant minds and they do some incredibly innovative things some but at 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 this point there's just i just don't need to see any more of it i i i just, dismiss all of it and just go about what I'm doing anyways. Every once in a while, one will pop up, recommended as something like, something I had meant to get to because I have a long list of videos that I want to release. And when one of them releases, one that infringes upon the thing that I wanted to release, it always bothers me a little bit, but then I just say, eh, you know, it's not like any of us invented any of this stuff. We're just recycling old ideas for new presentation media.
2: Well, I really noticed that, people are circulating their ideas is when i saw this uh, channel uh, i think it's total boat or that's the company that sponsors is it's the guy that builds a, a boat um his name is louis oh, what's the channel name I, i'll look it up but uh, he builds a boat from scratch basically and he shows you every single step and every single trick and he uses the tools in a completely different way than everybody else does he for example uses an electric planer nobody ever use an electric planer in the woodworking videos that i've seen and that really opened my eyes and i noticed this guy he's original all the other youtubers the woodworking youtubers they watch each other's videos and they use the same techniques the same tools they do the same projects (laughs) and somebody else has to come along to show them that there's something else out there so you actually learn something new after you watch all the other videos
1: i I, well i i have to stand up for them though a lot of them have they do incredibly original work, and they're being careful not to not to step too closely to things that have. Boy, the accusations are bad. I, I mean, I remember there was this when we did the Jurassic Park cane. There was this, yeah. A, another channel did another um, Jurassic Park cane thing, and the the comments at their video. It was just, oh. Just endless comments about how Peter Brown already did this, <laughs> and it, it was just in the in the hundreds. You can still go to see it, and you have to feel for it. It's like you—you you, you don't want to just not do anything for fear of being unoriginal, because you're here's here newsflash: you're not original. Nothing that you do is new. There are very few cases where something is new, at least. Or and even if
2: yeah, sure,
1: even if it is new, it's. There are still elements of it that are old. You know, they come from old places.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy in Jurassic Park made it. The prop maker made it, obviously. So it's been done before. You know, it's not <laughs> like, like, oh, I came up with a.
1: And even when that first prop maker made it, Michael Crichton came up with the idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, sure, they make original projects. A lot of them, uh, a lot of them do. But I still see that sometimes there are these rounds of people building this. Like, it's a loop. Now he builds a um, a saw stand. He built a saw stand. He built a saw yeah. stand.
0: I've seen yes. enough of them. Same with uh-huh. crosscut sleds. Everybody does crosscut yes. sleds. Yeah, but we need we need just one more, Max. So you should probably yes, come out with. That. But some
1: stick out that don't do them. I'll tell you this, Max. My next video is something that has definitely not been done before. <laughs> it is something that when you see it, you're going to say, "My goodness, that has not been done before." It, I'll say that it uses epoxy, but beyond that, uh, I'm closing in on it now. I'm hoping to finish it this week, but it's going to be like something like 18 minutes long, and I try not to make them that long. Has it something uh, to do with a parabol- parabola? No, no, there won't be any mathematics okay. in this one. Nothing even, like I was I was thinking about, if the video is short, then I might buttress it a little bit with some simple math, concept-based math. Like in this one, I probably could have talked about um crystallization maybe but you have to watch it, here's the thing with math if you say anything and you do it concept based like a, a, an an explanatory like an exploration of the concept the math concept then you'll get ac- accusations that you're not portraying it carefully enough or clearly enough or thoroughly enough and then you're also going to get and you get nitpicky people Oh, boy, the math people like precision. They like to play the semantics. Yeah. Thing. They'll tell you about how you're, how many ways in which you're wrong. But <laughs> also, um, you'll also get people that, there, there are people that take the side decide that you're going too far and I don't want to hear about this. And then you get people that say you're not going far enough. So there's this strange balance that you have to find that won't that you'll never please everybody, but... You have to kind of please yourself. What is your audience? And I picture this person, my target is, he's interested in, he's a boy. Sorry to be sexist, but he's male. He's interested in a lot of the same things that I am. Um, he, He likes math, but he's not entirely formally educated on math. I don't know. I just, I have this ideal picture of him and I try to talk to him and help him through it. And he's considerably younger than me, so I don't mean to be condescending or talk down to him, but I want to make sure that he gets gets it before I go for, forward.
0: Yeah, that's that's why you start off all your your videos. Okay, junior. Now you need <laughs> you know, learn from me because I've been, I've been doing it for a long time. Is that is that that's how you start all your videos, right? Yeah, being condescending is you can be condescending
1: inadvertently, like accidentally it's very easy and I, I feel like I'm doing it a, a lot and I don't mean to be condescending. I really struggle not to
0: be that person, but we walk a yeah. fine I mean, line it's, between. It's, it's kind of funny though, because it's like, I feel like not you necessarily, but if somebody is condescending, if that's like their persona, it, it's kind of, it can be kind of funny. It, it's, it's weird. It's like, and I'm not talking about you necessarily at all, but it, it seems like people kind of like people that are, have a little bit of an edge to them but you got to like not cross that other edge if if that makes if that makes any sense i mean if you're if you're just explaining something like well this is how you do this This is how you do this that's interesting but then if you kind of i I don't know you you know what i'm saying i I, I,
1: yes but i'm not good at assessing where that edge is because what it's difficult
2: there's such a big audience there's such a big mix of people you don't know who the videos who what, what they're watching no,
1: and a lot of the personalities that do really well they they seem to me to be arrogant abrasive uh condescending and way too self-absorbed and people like that though and i think what it is is that they like to be well it's evolutionary to be honest it's evolutionary and this will be con- this will be controversial to say but most people are betas and they want they need to be put in line they like to fall in line it feels comfortable to be like the uh,
0: the alpha dog i guess no i didn't say i
1: didn't say part i've adopted (laughs) the alpha persona at times the sink and nail in one hit i'm a total alpha and in the comments i will be in real life no i don't think so even by my posturing i'm not that person I don't like to be. I'm not very confident.
2: But isn't that the nature of YouTube? You know that you it's it's a one-way um, communication. You are talking to the, the audience. The audience doesn't have a say uh, unless in the comics.
1: I suppose. Well, look, there are a lot of different ways that we can go about doing this too. You can you can adopt the alpha approach, but there's going to be pushback from that. You can adopt the beta approach, and there's going to be pushback from that. They're going to Push you while you're down if you take that one. Now, here's one approach that I absolutely will not take. I will not take the apologetic route. A lot of presenters, you'll see them say, "I'm using two-inch screws because that's what I had on hand," or um, because yeah. And, yeah. and there's, <laughs> yeah. there's I've probably, all, probably <laughs> done that. Well, mean, a lot for, of people do that. It's it's an easy rut to fall into because it's cloud it's proud crowd pleasing.
2: You're explaining why you did things you try to find excuse for something that you haven't even been accused of
1: exactly yet. but but why where does, where does this come from where does this insecurity come from it comes from the fact that we've been hit down for every move every time we stuck our head up we get bopped back down and so eventually you become beaten from this you can at least but I'm pretty argumentative and I'm pretty resilient at times so I don't I won't do that. I won't take that approach. I, this is, I'm doing it this way because this is the way that I want to do it or because, you know, I might, where it's reasonable to do so, I'll provide you with my rationale where where it's relevant. But for the most part, I can't be asked to apologize for every little decision that I make because there are an infinite number of ways to do everything. So it's just a waste of time for me to sit there and tell you that I took this approach because... This is what my store carried. You don't need to know that information. It's it's right. It's irrelevant. Right.
0: Yeah. No. Nobody. Nobody cares if you have Home Depot or Lowe's or or Scotty's next to your house. You. Uh, yeah. Not that that's a store any, anymore. But uh, no. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got two tricks that help me avoid this. The
2: first one is when I set out to do YouTube, I said, you know, screw what people are thinking about this. I'm just going to do it because I like to do this stuff anyway. So I like uh, I, I can record it and and people can. Have fun watching that stuff. So I don't really care about bad comments. I told myself if there are bad comments, let them be. I won't uh, be be annoyed by them. And the second thing is, and the second thing is, I don't explain them what I do. I try not to. I try to show them what I do from the footage, and I try to exp- uh, tell them an interesting story with the voiceover. So they have two things that they watch at the same time. Because otherwise, you find to fall into this uh, hole where you start to explain
0: every single thing that the people already see on screen. Right. Yeah. There's a there's a fine line between, like you said, explaining everything and just not explaining anything. And I think that's kind you know kind of like what Pocket was talking about. You gotta kind of find that find that balance. And that's I guess it's just a matter of putting the videos out and seeing what people like. Would you guys agree with that? You, I, as I, I at the risk of sounding redundant, I my
1: the way that I deal with this is that I think of that imaginary person. There's that he's that kid that he's not necessarily a kid, but I'm helping him through it. Now along the way, there's gonna be these people that have been doing it for 40 years, which this this makes me laugh. I have a video about it's something like how to install crown mold or something like that. And almost weekly I get somebody who comments that I'm doing it wrong. And it's like (laughs) If you're a professional at installing this, why are you watching a how-to video? And then, you're, you're watching a how-to video to, only for, explicitly for the purpose to offer your unsolicited opinion. And, and, and so, I, take the, I always argue this point because I don't know why. It's futile, but I do it anyways. Empirically, you can't make the claim that it's wrong. Because you could put crown mold sideways and use it as door casing. And there's no objective measure <laughs> of the correct way to use a trim molding.
2: It's just decorative.
1: Yes. And no, you no, you can take the argument that no, 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 crown molding is it's derivative of Roman of Roman architecture, which is which was assumed from original Greek architecture, which had a specific molding direction. Blah 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 blah. But so what what we have at home depot that's made out of white crappy foam is not the same thing that the greeks were using it's it's a it's, a, it's a, like a weak
0: weak copy of that at best it's like a shadow of what that was and right besides well oh, oh, pocket that's why your house you use the uh the stone crown molding correct is that is oh that yeah, yeah yeah accurate yeah exactly marble
1: i use only marble because i'm i'm trying to have an accurate depiction of what existed at the
0: time you're the you're the alpha 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 house builder i guess right yeah i'm a purist and of course
2: his font is times new roman yeah and i I also i also wear
1: um (laughs) nothing underneath
0: (laughs) i I wear sandals nearly every day so that that you know
1: and in case you're wondering to drop if you want to picture of to picture what i look like i'm a i look like a Hipster, I'm a stereotypical hipster.
0: Well, I've I've seen a picture of you. You're uh, you're doing some pull-ups on the uh, the pull-up uh, rings. I think that's you know you do an impressive number of pull-ups. To be honest, I've I've been working on doing doing one at the gym for the last uh, year or two, and that's uh,
1: well, not going too well. At least you're making progress. You, you're going to the gym.
0: Yeah, I don't use the gym. Yeah. And, and, and uh, last thanks. time he biked,
2: I don't use that's the right. gym. Max
0: Max shamed me into biking to the gym because uh, as he, you know quite accurately implied that's that's a pretty big waste of time when you're just driving the car to the gym you drive back you know you walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes and you spend 20 minutes in the car and that's 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 playing down my workouts a little bit a little bit i'd say you know lift weights or whatever but you know it's kind of a kind of waste so i don't i don't
1: don't go i don't go to the gym but i made a home gym unsurprisingly i mean if you're familiar with my channel i'm a rather resourceful person right so I invented... I, we noticed. So I invented you a lot of that. different ways to to target the different... Well, one thing that I can advise anybody on, if you want to get in better shape, the rings. I've been training on the rings. Actually, I made a video about this just yesterday. I finished it, but I didn't release it. And I don't know if I'm going to. Why not? Because I... You've got to now. Because you, it's consistent.
2: announced it pra- practically. Oh, no, I don't.
1: I, I, make, I make empty promises all the time. Um... I've made lots and lots of videos that I've never released for various reasons. I don't know, insecurities or dis- some, some of them have spoilers or like I said, they contain too many uh, empty promises, but the the topic was about that exercising and such, and I got into the rings. I trained uh, for three months straight, which is an accomplishment. And yeah. um, at first you can't do anything on the rings. Like you won't even be able to hold yourself up. You could barely hang on them before you hurt. And it's impressive that the first time I tried them, I was able to do something in the order of 12 or 13 repetitions on pull-ups because it's very much harder than a, a static bar. But after three months of training, I was making a lot of progress, and then, yeah, my tendon in my right elbow went bad. Ah, mm, crap. So I'm, I'm, I had to stop. I'm stopping for now. But I did get a lot of requests that people are interested in that sort of exercise stuff just because, you know, I made some interesting fixtures yeah. and had some good tips for things that you can use so that you don't have to go to the gym because that sounds, oh, the idea of going to a gym and working out in public is just, that's like the stuff n- nightmares are made of for me. I couldn't
0: imagine. Really? That's, that's interesting. I mean, I, I don't mind it too much. I mean, I work at home, so... Yeah. Going to the gym is the only time I get to see other other people. It seems oh, like yeah. it's like a motivation. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see other people. I don't like them.
3: <laughs> no, that's, that I avoid fair, people. I, I,
1: I am kind of reclusive anymore, to be honest. I've become. I used to be quite the social bug, but not so much anymore. I think that's a that's a, the result of age, though. As we age, I think our social lives take less and less uh, importance we become lost in our own weird little worlds to some extent and my weird yeah, little world so. is filled with
0: And plus you know i feel like
1: go on go on i apologize okay. i'm not a good podcaster
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, it was we stuff that. you know cuz if we were and that's, if we were that's sitting here the... next to each other you'd have some some uh, was a visual cues, i guess say okay uh, hey here i am and uh, i don't know it's it's very subtle it's not like you can see me opening my mouth or something it's i don't know i guess it's just something you got to got it used to no we would
1: we would have to do it many times before we don't trip over each other um we're at 50 minutes or something that's just not sufficient this is a skill that you would learn after if you you watch joe or listen or watch to joe rogan i mean he's very skilled
0: no very little i
1: used
2: to
0: what's that the comedian oh seth rogan no i don't know yeah he's got a podcast he's uh i guess he likes uh well he's into MMA right and uh, another uh how can i put this a certain kind of plant i guess is that is that kind of his theme he he well i think part are of are we talking about Seth Rogen or Joe Rogan no no
1: no Joe Rogan Seth Rogen is but i Seth Rogen's the guy that's in those cheesy movies he was in what was that one that was so funny sausage fest no that was funny it was super it was funny super
0: super bad super bad
1: no wasn't it Knocked up. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. No, that wasn't him, was it? No, I'm getting my wires crossed. Never mind. Oh, we're talking about Seth Rogen. I thought you were talking about Joe Rogan. I am. Man. I am. I.
2: Uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, we're all confused.
1: Again. Back to back to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan has probably the most successful podcast ever, and part of the reason that he's so successful, aside from the fact that he's just tapping into the always tapping into the angry young white male demographic which is like really really a strong demographic um are you angry sometimes not at the moment why do i sound angry what are you trying to <laughs> say oh, Sorry. <laughs> no um part of i think part of the reason to joe rogan's success is that uh, he has a lot of interest he has a diverse range so he he'll, he'll have he has a lot of public intellectuals on but he also has like MMA fighters and he'll have people that are just relevant or interesting, the movers and shakers. And he gets some proper weirdos and rock stars. So it's a good podcast.
2: That sounds a little bit like Howard Stern. Um, it's not as offensive.
1: Howard Stern's kind of in the shock business. Well he was when he was relevant.
2: But um yeah. Well, I think he's still relevant, you know, people people listen to him. He's just not in the news that much. I, I'm, I'm, s- I'm, he- I'm
1: hesitant to say, but I always liked Stern. Not, I mean, he's so arrogant. I mean, he's just awash in his own yeah. self-worship. But he was a brilliant presenter, and we used to listen to him yes. way long, long time ago when I was a construction worker. I would listen to him.
2: Uh, I remember this. This one time that he was in an argument with some guy from Jamaica, Jamaica, and uh, he, was, uh, he had a bit of an accent, you know, you could hear he's from the Caribbean, and he said, you're an idiot, you're as dumb as a coconut. <laughs> 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 that was such a, such a mean insult, you know, just because he's from there, but it was funny. And it always there, there were moments. I, I there were I'll moments. He,
1: he's unquestionably brilliant. Like like him or hate him, say what you want about him or his politics or his arrogance. He's, he's brilliant and he's a wonderful presenter. There, he, here's the thing that we don't get most of the time. We see people like PewDiePie or any other somebody who we, we want to believe, just because we don't agree with what they do entirely, that they somehow haphazardly stumbled into their celebrity and they didn't earn it. Nonsense. Usually people have something original about them that lends to some reason to view them or listen to them because they have some, something to add, something different, something special or unique. And I, I really do think that even the most awful, mediocre pre- presentations are there's some reason for them.
0: Have you heard of this guy named Phil Hendry by any chance? no I'm not sure. He had a radio show and he would just think about brilliant presenters he would do three or four different voices at the same time and he would have a a guest a quote unquote guest on that would just have some really offensive idea right and he'd be interviewing him and then callers would call in that didn't really get what the show was about and just just berate the guy about how terrible his guest was and how he should get off the air and stuff it was uh (laughs) I really, really enjoyed that. So. <laughs> oh, he did. Well, yeah, I, I, I thought it was thought it was good.
1: Okay, so well, I mean, anything different is sometimes things that are too different, though they're it, the charm will wear off as fast as it. Well, Stern wasn't the case. I mean, he lasted a long time, and you would think that this is just shock trash and that it will wear off. But there was something about his presentation that really had some longevity. Um. But back to Joe Rogan, my my point with him. Actually, I don't remember my point with him. Other than I do frequently listen to his podcasts, especially when he gets the smart ones on. I like those celebrity intellectuals, like, uh, you know, Robert Sapolsky and Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson, and, you know, those types. The science science slash you know interesting stuff, especially where it bumps into philosophy. I, I really like that. It's one of my ongoing passions now speaking of jordan peterson are you this he, when in preparation for this this morning i've looked around one of his memes is to clean your room they turned it into a meme he's fond of saying clean your room and it's a metaphor for you know get your house in order and uh. and promote <laughs> clarity of thought and I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. You have to listen to him, but it, it's a metaphor, I believe. But I was laughing to myself while I was doing it this morning. I'm cleaning my room. Like, if I'm going to give a clear presentation and and make some sense with these guys, then I should probably clean my room. And in doing so, I spilled my coffee all over my computer. Everything.
0: So so wait. You literally cleaned your room because I I think that's that's awesome, or or figuratively. I, I can't. I can't yeah. tell.
1: Yeah, but I attempted to, but then I spilled my coffee, and so I ended up in more of a disaster than
0: I'm sorry. I, I feel I like I don't know about you guys, but as an engineer, I feel like I have a hard time picking up on sarcasm sometimes. If you, you find that's the same with you, Max, or uh, maybe 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 being very literal is a uh, is a German thing. Maybe that's some of my ancestry coming back on myself. No, I, I mean pocket.
2: Pocket just there literally said he thinks it's a metaphor, but still, he actually cleaned his room. So he gave us a false impression. Yeah, I'm.
1: I'm. I apologize for that. I do not have. Uh, I do not have an impeded sense of sarcasm. I think I'm very good with sarcasm. How good am I at detecting it in other people? I think pretty sure. good. I think I do pretty well with it. I don't think. Actually, I pride myself on considering myself to be quite advanced with sarcasm. In fact, on my channel, I've already released two series that were s- satirical.
2: Oh, I noticed them. And, and you want to talk. <laughs> and your audience didn't no, like them, no, did they? Not at all. Not even a little bit. Dude, I, I've reaped
1: the whirlwind of hatred for that. I mean it it's yeah. it stunted the development of my channel for for 3 years.
2: And I thought why does he
0: keep doing it? Just stop. I'll tell you why. I, well, I guess I guess your audience to, to is pick uh, up on it. Well, is that, is that the, what you learned? It's some of them do.
1: Some of them loved it. They they were totally on my side, but most of them hated it. And the messages, I got death threats over it. The really? hatred just pu-
0: Death threats? Yeah. Well why don't you know, don't these people have um, a better some better stuff to do with their time than subscribe. Give death threats to a, a random guy on the internet? I I mean I mean what what are these people doing? I mean what do you do for a living when, when all you have to do you just think they had something better to do with their time than make death threats to a guy who gives you his content for free on the internet. You, you know what I mean? I, I have to say it was pretty annoying though. Like the first video was clearly
2: <laughs> satire. <laughs> what do you mean it was annoying it was brilliant well the first video i could clearly see okay he is raising awareness for a problem on youtube which was probably clickbait or something like that or wait 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 wait,
1: wait. back up to which series are you referring oh i don't know (laughs) okay because i did it twice the one time i i i I told them that this is going to be a video game channel now (laughs) <laughs> and I reviewed old games, and it was so dry and boring and bad and awkward. It was like... I, I think Andy Kaufman might have laughed if he
2: saw no, it. No, I i don't think I meant that one. I meant the one where it was basically like bullshit videos.
1: Yeah, we not saying bullshit was, on here. The clickbait ones. They were nonsense in our...
2: videos. Yeah, clickbait videos.
1: Yeah, well, the, uh, the mark of good satire is that it, it, it is social commentary.
2: I mean, I, I was it, trying it was. to make... I was trying to make a point. But the thing is, I got the, I got the point from the first video, but then there were like 10 more <laughs> to, the, to the point where the people said like, okay, we got it. You can stop now. Yeah, and but- I thought, okay, after all these comments, surely he would stop now. And then there was another one. <laughs> another one. The,
1: but the thing is, I didn't even release all of them because I had to stop because the, the V-trail was, it was awful. I mean, there was one comment from one person that hurt. And I mean, it like genuinely hurt. And what, what did you say? Th- see, you what sh- people don't realize is that those those videos still exist. They're just no longer public. Oh. So I leave them there as a repository of hatred that I <laughs> once in a while go back and revisit and read the comments to remind myself no. that um, they don't really like me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the- are you going to share what 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 it was that hurt? no because i don't want to i don't want to you know i don't want to send I don't wanna
1: everybody after that I understand.
0: I understand but uh, is that um is that where you the source of your video where you were just uh, making fun of all the trolls the whole time right? cuz i that's you know as as much as i like your technical videos i i feel like that was one of my favorite go, videos like <laughs> go troll yourself was that the was no, that what he was talking called? about go troll the, yourself
1: no 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 jeremy's talking about one where i just read offensive comments and then i made Commentary at the end about what I thought About what this is doing and why we should have respect or something. I can't remember but you know my, my, my position has changed a lot and I'm almost Hesitant to express my opinion because I feel like it would become Misunderstood or I can't get it all out there without some of it being taken out of con- context because it's I think at this point, it's pretty nuanced I've learned so much about I don't know what makes people angry and what how to what extent they're allowed to voice their dissenting opinion, but pure hatred and pure just anger I I see no usefulness to it. But I have to say this, and I preface every time I move into this discussion, I have to preface by saying that I'm an extreme adherent or advocate for free speech. I don't want to suppress free speech. I hate doing that. Like on my second channel, I don't, I don't remove comments on my second channel, because most of the people there are. Well, it's just not the general population. Yeah, the general population, I have to suppress um, comments because a lot of them are made by kids. And a lot of it is just offensive swearing that's only made to promote hostility. And you have to squash that bug or it'll get bigger.
0: I mean, I guess. I guess the thing is, I think you know, people people see okay, you know, pocket or Max on the internet, or you know, a, a, to a lesser extent, sometimes Jeremy. And they say, "Well, this guy's on the internet. He's a celebrity." I mean, maybe not a celebrity, but I think people don't see them as a as an actual person, so they can say, "Oh, well, let's just insult this person." What a what a dumb what a dumb project this is without realizing. Well, there's actually a person on the other end of the line here, and you know, I see most comments. I think all of us get are, are extremely positive, but you know, you wouldn't say, "Oh, that's a stupid build" or whatever. To me, if, if in public, that's if you knew I was okay. actually a person, if that makes any any sense, I guess.
1: Un- yeah. un- unquestionably, unquestionably, the psychology behind your claim is entirely accurate. The first thing that you that people do in order to become truly nasty is that you you dehumanize the the target of your hostility. That's how the Holocaust was spread i mean how do you get people to commit mass genocide the people that you're killing off aren't really humans that's the way that you have to approach in in the case of public uh, people that are in the public light no if you're on social media then you forfeit your humanity they don't see you as a person you're an object they, they refer to you in the third person and they never they never really fully apprehend that you read those things and, and, and you're affected by them. Now, I also want to take issue with something that you said, you said, and I hear a lot of people say this, that the vast majority of comments are positive, that has, especially
2: in our genre,
1: that has not been my experience. I think that the vast was not numerically, numerically, they're split. And if you, if you don't count the ones that are completely neutral as good, if you're just measuring the net connotation to comments, like the, the flavor, the feel that they have, then it's split. There's a bell curve, and the center of the bell curve is right around average. You get just as many nasty ones as you get positive ones. Some of them I get showered in adoration, and I've received letters from people, countless letters, and I get gifts people send me, cool stuff and weird stuff. Yeah, but, really? But well, that... The, never happened to me. There's a hatred that offsets that. It's <laughs> interesting.
0: No, that's that's I. I never experienced that. that, that you never. know that touches on an interesting. Well,
1: well, so far. well, wait, wait, wait. Okay. How many did how, how many views does your channel have?
2: Uh, in total, I'm not even sure how many views I've got. Uh, eight and a half thousand subscribers. So.
1: Well, that that's that doesn't necessarily correlate with views, though. Did did you get like, did you get like a million views?
0: Uh, no, not yet. Okay, it's I think that's interesting. I, I, I
1: think I started to really. Uh, I
0: was just gonna say my my channel, I, I guess, has a bit more views than yours and Max, but not nearly as many subscribers. It's it's, it's interesting to uh, see how different channels rank up. But that's that wasn't really your point, though, Pocket. So please, uh, please continue. Well, so you say they come
2: with more views, the comments get worse. I've got four hundred fifteen thousand. I'd say that I
1: really started to feel the comment burn at somewhere around 2 million, maybe 3 million views. That's where okay. it, it started to hit me as wow, I Oh, man, it may it changed my perspective of humanity. For a while I seriously really, really took a cynical approach. Like I thought I can't believe that it's this bad and people don't understand how bad it is and in a way i can't even explain it to other people in such a way they'll say oh yeah yeah i know i know facebook's rough or whatever And like no you really don't understand when you get a couple million views the comments associated with those can just be downright horrible i mean like your your thumbs are deformed looking, you're retarded, you should kill yourself.
2: Really?
0: That, that's like... You get comments like that.
2: That. Well, that's... Never. Just, I've never had something like that.
1: That's just the norm. That's like a daily thing. Um,
0: well, look, Max, or you know, Pocket, I, you, I really you, like your videos. So just, you know, just from from me, and I think Max will say... Uh, yeah. We'll give you thumbs up. So, that's, you know... Two undeformed, <laughs> undeformed thumbs up. We always... Two undeformed thumbs up. That's right.
1: Well, yeah, but you you guys are, you're like me though, you're fellow engineering people. So like naturally you like that stuff, but I'm the general, the general public is not, they're not so gracious. Like they, they see you as an object first. And then like, if you deserve their subscription, then maybe they'll treat you as something more. But they also think, I think that you don't read the comments because it's always like, he sounds like Batman. <laughs> he sounds like Batman. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Like the,
3: that, it's in, wait, wait, wait. in the third. Are you,
0: are you counting that as an insult though? Cause that could be a, a compliment. I I don't know. It's not, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. It that makes yourself aware though. Yeah. Batman's kind of cool. I, mean, I think he's pretty no, cool. I, they're so not
1: all so nice. Though. I, I'd, uh, I'd put so that in while, the positive was...
0: comments section.
2: Yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe it's yeah, kind of neutral in the, Early on, I was Max Payne. They said I sounded like Max Payne. Then they said I sounded like Batman. Then they said I sounded like Castile from Supernatural, which I never watched that, so I don't know. They also said I was Dwight from The
0: Office. <laughs> <laughs> That's an insult. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but you know Dwight, I don't know, Dwight owns a farm, though. I mean, he's he seems probably has more money than anybody else yeah. in the office. If you really, if you really analyze Big it. On
2: beats, beats, bass,
0: Battlestar Galactica. What Battlestar Galactica? He's a fan of Battlestar Galactica. I, I, you know what? The new series was He's a pretty good, fan. and they st- cut it off Netflix when I got kind of bored with it. I, I don't know. Do you guys watch that show or or not? Because that's pretty
2: yeah to the end i watched it every year during exam period because i had so much free time
1: well, the, well don't Battlestar fracking galactica well
2: don't
0: don't tell me what what <laughs> well, happened i did at watch battle star galactica dried truth likes it because i i watched it on netflix Wait. and then i got a little bit bored with it because you know after after five seasons or so y- you know I, I just needed a break and then when i came back to it netflix no longer had it so i was uh i don't know what happens at the end i'm, I'm guessing there's some uh
1: well, do you, how about star trek do you guys like that
0: I, I prefer Battlestar over Star Trek. I, I Star Trek, you know, g- <clears throat> growing up, we never had cable. So, you know, depending on where you were, we Star Trek would come on. The old series would come out at like, 5 o'clock every day. So, sometimes I would watch that. So, I, I, I kind of enjoyed the old series. I, I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, Pocket. But it was uh, – there were only so many shows in that old series, though. Cause you, so, you'd end up seeing the whole same ones over and over. So, I, I don't know. So, I guess me, me calling well,
1: it, it, I think, yep. I think it developed, it developed nicely. Um, I, I think it's not, you have to get past the corny costumes and the, the just cheesy presentation. The first ones, they, the, idea was there, but it wasn't as brilliant as the later ones, the later ones the, they developed the philosophical problems that under, would, would underlie the, the, each episode. And by the time they got to Voyager they really had it down to a science, I mean it was they really made um tough philosophy problems approachable to just your intuition i mean you could really see these problems start to emerge and i thought it was just brilliant writing of course it's so cheesy i mean it's so tacky it won't well, cling on and stuff. i mean come on give me a break but <laughs> if you really think about the underlying problems they're It's a brilliant show. So, I'm a fan. I was at a Star Trek convention once, as a matter of fact. And that's, you'll see some proper weirdos there, man. (laughs) People walking around like wharf and they shaved their head. Remember in Big Bang Theory how they went to the, they went to it and they dressed up like, oh man, it is that bad. And I think they got their car stolen or something
0: on the way there. You know, you know, my my problem with Star Trek, like, I don't know, I guess you're talking about the original series, right? But, or, or, are all of them? What are you?
1: I just meant that over time they evolved. The first ones were the corniest, okay. but the later ones got better. Okay. The next generation is kind of a crowning achievement. It was a brilliant series.
0: See, the the thing that personally, I think about the next generation. Now, I think there might have been one other one, but so they got this robot called Data, right? But somehow mm-hmm. they've only been able to develop one, and they can't, you know, mass produce these things. Yeah, that's that's. Uh... That bothers me a tiny bit. Does that not uh, seem a little weird to you? Well, I guess when when you're on a
1: technologi- when you're on the cusp of a new technology, you're going to start to see um, individual cases emerge before you know it becomes uh, widely utilized. I, I, I would imagine that ev- with every new technology, there are um, precursors to that technology.
0: That's a good guess, explanation. I guess I guess right. It's a prototype. And he had a brother, though, right? Wasn't but, there one series? Yeah, me, yeah, me, me saying so I never watched the, Star Trek, the, apparently I've watched every one several times, so, you know, if I know that. You couldn't miss, you could
1: you couldn't not watch it, though. It was always on after school. When I got home, it was just on. You had to watch it, because there was nothing else on.
0: Yeah. Oh, and yeah, no, I, I feel so like I was in the same. eventually you just
1: start to like it.
0: No, I just remember this one episode where they were fighting this, uh, in the original series, they were fighting this, uh, like, cave ship or something, and they had to shoot it inside the, <laughs> it's like they had to crash another ship into the, The mouth of it, or something. You you remember that one? Maybe that.
1: Oh, I don't know. If you you couldn't ask me to recount how many types or episodes of Star Trek they were inside of a giant space monster. I mean, that's a pretty that's that's like a standard cliche. All
0: right, good good point. You're gonna have to give me more than that. I looked up one time, and I think I I don't remember, but there were just hundreds and hundreds of these episodes of Star Trek. I mean, I think that was Uh, like 300 episodes, maybe. Maybe it was 600. I'm sure somebody can tell us in the show comments if that's a. If that's a thing. Yeah, somebody's yeah. writing a mean comment right now.
1: Speaking of which, we'll post we'll post this on my channel as well because that way people can leave feedback. Which leads me to a question about your
2: podcast: How do you expect people to comment on your content? Oh, they can comment as long as they stay civil. But where they can comment on SoundCloud and they can comment on mm-hmm. Twitter to our individual accounts. So that's Jeremy S. Cook. And max underscore maker underscore YT for mm. YouTube.
1: Well, in this case, for this example of this pro- podcast, I would invite listeners to comment on my second YouTube channel yeah, underneath. Sure. And and don't try to be clever by you know, saying something deliberately provocative. It's not clever after you read like a million comments like that. At first, it's kind of funny <laughs> that people are like poking at me friendly, like it's a friendly troll. It's like, hey man, you sound like Gay Batman. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> and it's like, I get it. I, I really do get it that it's like a pl- it's in jest. It's I told you I have, I'm good at picking up satire. At least I'd like to think that I am. But yeah, it's a- after a while, it all becomes the same. And there's this also this internet ad. It's just called Pose Law.
0: Are you guys familiar with that? I think so. Is that the one where eventually it goes to uh, Hitler or something? Is that? Is that where... No, no, no.
1: I know what you're talking about, though. No, that all di- all Internet discussions eventually degrade to talk about it into... Yeah, all arguments eventually degrade in, to the point where they use um, a Holocaust reference, at which time you forfeit the argument. But, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Poe's law states that satire on the Internet is indistingu- indistinguishable from extremism
2: unless you're given a, cl- a cue. That is very true. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so At you least can't in my tell.
1: Experience.
2: Yeah. I am an avid uh, commenter on Reddit, yeah. especially on the politics subreddit, and I always try to stay um neutral, not neutral, but fair towards other opinions. And sometimes just by staying fair, I get downvoted to hell. Just like today, somebody said, "Oh, this person should be hung because he did that," and that person is a bad person. But I said, "Still, he shouldn't be hung." You know, we've got justice, we've got courts and stuff like that. I got downvoted for that. Well, if you're
1: neutral, then you're fake news. <laughs> <laughs> because we, uh, we yeah, like, it's... we we use we use we like to inform our political positions by our intuition. We use our intuition to divine miraculously what questions of ought questions are of right and wrong like we know we think we know here's a clue that you know that you're wrong if you know that you're right you're probably wrong because uh opinions can't be formed by intuition if you think you've been born into having a good intuitive sense of right and wrong you're incorrect right and wrong are cases that take they require study they take argument they take a meticulous and careful examination of the problem and that's what that's what logic does that's what philosophy is for there to to evaluate things critically so that we can shed all of our stupid biases that cause us to think a certain way and what way does it does it make us think in a way that's conducive with our reproduction because we're evolutionary creatures all all, all discussions with me i'll tell you right now all discussions with me end in evolution i will at some point come back to that it's <laughs> it is the it is the central backbone that
2: afford, that um uh, gives my worldview shape yeah it's everywhere. Th- it's everywhere it's yeah. everywhere you know and as you said in the beginning you said you observe things you observe your fan with the the blades you look at that stuff and i look at stuff too all the time i look at everything i go past, past any object and you see oh look this guy did exactly the same as this guy because this is naturally the best way to do it you know it's not just that he's they're both creative in the same way it's just an evolution of steps or machining processes that only allow you to do, to make a certain part that way
1: yes and and there are constraints that are imposed on our on these design specifications mathematical constraints just physical parameters that are unavoidable and yeah. you have to implement those from an engineering perspective. But also I'm talking more in like, not just the biological or engineering sense, but, uh, evolution also applies in a game theoretical sense where many things, uh, are inevitable just because y- you can predict them, the, their economic validity based on just laws evolutionary thinking is a very useful tool because it applies to so many just fields of inquiry like it's just such a beautiful thought and we here in america we have a lot of people that reject evolution and there's only one way to really reject it and that is to not understand it because i think it, it sounds so easy it's like oh yeah survival of the fittest, the strong survive that makes intuitive sense. So you think you know, everything you need to know about evolution, but actually, there's a lot more to it than that. It's it's fit fitness is about how things are fit to their environment. It's like how well they work from for what what will promote uh, the next generation, not just not just who's the toughest. And once you start to really internalize that concept, it will change the way you evaluate uh, complex systems and uh
0: Hmm.
1: and that's part of game theory i think being able to see it that way
0: pocket i guess um maybe maybe bringing that to uh i guess bringing that around you talk about game theory now you you came up with a pretty awesome in my opinion game is can you talk about that a little bit
1: yeah I'm, i'm really surprised it didn't do better to be honest i think it's a tough nut to crack that well like to give background we're talking about it's called Hexagonal Isopath or something like that. I, I really should have came up with a catchier name before I released it, but it it would do better to have a better name. And I think the tough nut to crack is the the board game demographic. I think they think they've seen it all and they aren't really ready to accept anything different or new. And, and it, so far from what I can tell, it really is different and new. And I'm quite proud of it.
0: I mean, just to describe this game from someone who didn't... Well, I mean, I guess I did build one, but I didn't come up with it. You know, it's a it's a big hexagon and a bunch of little hexagons underneath it or that sit on top of it. You start on one end with a with four pieces. Other person starts on the other end with their four pieces. And one side can only move on top of them. One side can only move on the bottom of these. And, you know, besides just having an interesting gameplay as, as Pocket's describing it, to me it's just the way the hexagons fit together are just just absolutely beautiful. I just love the way it... I don't know, maybe it's the engineering me or just the... Uh, I just think it's a cool shape. I mean, even if it didn't actually play a game. We'll add a link to your videos uh, in the
2: show notes for those that are interested in this game.
1: Yeah, and and because I prefer visual aids, if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, right now there will be a picture of the game board. I love visual aids, so the podcast format is kind of <laughs> difficult for me. I like to... Exp- I'm a visual person. Yeah. I'm an object worshiper. That's, I think that's, that's the us, whole, you know? I think that's the whole...
2: That's why we're engineers. Yeah.
1: Well, you have to be. You're engineers. You have You have to be. We. Well, you, you love the object. It's, it's a celebration of the object. And some... I get comments about this sometimes where, oh, I love that. I can't explain it, but I love that feeling or that yeah. view. And I get it. I get it. I get the that you like seeing it. A lot of channels don't do the re, they don't give long re, uh, reveals, and you don't get to see the object enough. I don't need your explanation to make the object you're yeah. featuring. I just need a picture of it. the The, the explanation is this is for beginners, but I've made so many things over my life that I just need a picture of it. I'll make my own procedure, and maybe it won't be as streamliner as well thought out as your procedure was but that's not the case now is it i mean honestly people release things that are still in their beta stage just because they want to get a video out most of their procedures aren't very refined yeah
2: lots lots of lots of stuff lots of channels they start out great but suddenly they became daily video um, channels and now they only build stuff that they can build in a week or in a day yeah isn't that isn't that sad isn't that sad because they don't they've got such a great potential to make amazing stuff you know
1: there's so many good ones though. We never did go over what our favorite channels are. Yeah, exactly. I, you are,
2: like... I answered the question, but I never asked you back because we we drifted from it. What what do you guys watch?
0: Okay, so so honestly, I'm I'm not even making this up, but I really do like your channel quite a bit. I, I it's like um I, I think I mentioned I don't watch a lot of YouTube channels, but I think I like your second channel a little bit more just because it's it's kind of quirky and has you in it more. And you know you never know what kind of weird stuff you're going to come up with. Whereas the first one, it's a little bit more a little more I don't want to say formalized, but just I don't know. It it's a little bit better, but at the same time it's not It doesn't deviate enough. As off the cuff, if that makes any if that makes any sense. And I think that only appeals to certain people. But I you know, I like it myself. I like the second one better too, but the
1: first one I don't speculate in the first one. That's the difference. Like the first the first one I stick to the bare bones. This these are the facts, this is what I did. Um I don't know. It's changed over time. I mean, my earlier ones were totally different, but and I need to start taking it more seriously too. I apologize for that.
0: Well, that's that's hey, I mean, you know, whatever. Like
1: the whole thing, I should, I should take it more seriously. But it, there's this part of me deep down inside that's like, come on, man, you're just putting stupid videos on the internet. You you can't treat that like a real job. You can't take it seriously. <laughs>
2: Well, but that's part of your style. That's why people subscribe to you. That's what they like about you. They could subscribe to other people, but they chose you, you know? Obviously, yeah. they have others yeah, too. Yeah,
1: but. but I don't patronize people, though. I'm not going to... Here, here's. I always think of that just horrible cliche that's, Oh, my God, you guys, update! <laughs> Hi, and
2: everybody. I bought this beautiful watch. Here's the link on Amazon to buy it. Yeah, and... And so I understand
1: absolutely. their struggle that, that, that they, you know, the struggle with advertising and the struggle with having sponsorship and putting a, a, a blurb for a product in the middle of your video presentation. But uh, I'm so hesitant to do that. I never even monetized my ch- channel until I had like well into several million views. And nobody remembers that now that I lost thousands of dollars of revenue just because I was stubborn and i still don't take i don't have any sponsors and they even send me stuff they send me like they send me all sorts of cool puzzles and stuff lots of puzzle companies send me puzzles and and i i should do the sponsorship and there have been puzzle channels i won't mention their names that have by far passed me up even though i was doing puzzles a long time ago just because they get the puzzles that they send to them they evaluate them they show a reveal and then they do sponsor gimmick and they dance and do the whole jingle and then they're rewarded on the yeah uh, algorithm for that it's
2: it's 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 not just the algorithm people like that you know check out what you can watch on TV it's mostly low quality i would oh, say oh
0: yeah it's, it's terrible
2: but that's what's successful you know that's evolution people like the simple yes. stuff yes the great tv shows they don't get the best ratings or not the best actors not the best money yeah
0: Well, no no pocket you, you touched well, on something I'm, Oh good.
1: Yeah. Oh, I touched on lots of things. That's my style. We're gonna have to leave lots of loose ends. That's just—it's like my garage.
2: Well, (laughs) two things we have to talk about: money and um, money. And what is your favorite channel? Oh, by the way, to to finish off the money, basically, uh, yeah. Me and Jeremy, we make almost like nothing. Oh, from your YouTube (laughs)
1: channels. Yeah. Well, you have to keep doing it. You'll make money.
2: I know, of course, but but you know, having your kind of problem, I would be happy to take it. Fair enough. Just keep just keep making content. You'll do well.
1: You're well. First of all, you're you're destined for success. I already know that. Well, we stay. But at you it? also you, know, you have a clear presentation. Um, you if you would have been in this game earlier, you would you would have excelled. It a lot of it. No, really, you did, you got a late start. Like you you missed the Thank you the bubble. I was in it early, but I didn't take it seriously. If I would have, then I would, I would have a substantial channel at this point.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you have right now hundred forty thousand this... subscribers, right? It, so that's, I mean, to me, that's a pretty good channel. Is that not? You're, you you have a no, substantial channel. It's closer, isn't you know?
1: it? It's. I thought it was like one hundred and ninety or something, or one hundred and eighty.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I guess that, I have no idea. I don't. I don't. That buffers my point even more. I don't know. I mean, you, you have I don't a pretty know. pretty substantial channel. Is that you don't consider that successful?
1: It should be a lot bigger, but as you know, I, as I told you, I did those satirical ones, and I I, I lost a lot. I lost so many from that, it, and then and then I did it. I did it again. Okay, so what what was the? <laughs> I did it again on Napoleon's birthday the following year. <laughs> I did it again. So I did it two years in a row, and it was just a one-two punch of devastation to my fan base. But uh, well, the peop- oh. the people that stuck through it, they they're awesome some of them are great like they they give me a little bit of latitude and
0: you know. well max probably doesn't understand that but but you know in america the napoleon's birthday is a very big holiday here Is is that is, isn't that right pocket
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah so you, we we always yeah. we dress up in hats and we shoot each other with rubbing candles
0: <laughs> yeah i mean you know sometimes it's confused for the fourth of july but you know but is independence day on no, no, I've not entirely
1: <laughs> No, no. Not even know. close. Not even close. It's <laughs> no, we would the United States would never celebrate the French Revolution. Most people here don't even know Oh, that's insulting, but it's true. Most people don't even know that there was a French Revolution.
2: Oh, wait, wait. Did I just confuse 4th of July and Independence Day? No, that's No, no. Okay, I, I, no guess, that's I, the I guess I guess am saying we don't
0: we don't celebrate that's Napoleon's the
2: same thing, birthday. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. <know> <laughs> You know what? Just just skip this. And pocket, tell us what you actually watch on YouTube. Well, the one channel that I've been watching recently,
1: actually, to be on perfectly honest, what do I spend most of my time listening to? I love those sorts of. I like lectures. I I watch or listen to lots of lectures, like lectures on really really dry stuff: psychology and <laughs> psychology, philosophy, wow. neuro neuroscience. Like li- listening to like I always listen to Sam Harris and um, I like Robert Sapolsky um, I don't know I like that heavy high test intellectual slash philosophical stuff It just it's, I, I don't know That's I can't apologize for my nature If you think that I'm arrogant for saying stuff like saying that I apologize But I like the smart stuff But not smart stuff No offense to the whatever your name is uh, the new channel. He he learns things. He learns things. Yeah, it's
0: it's the Jeremy S. Cook channel. No. Yeah how uh, how to learn <laughs> no, everything. No,
1: no. Fast learn. No, I don't know. I can't. Quick I can't learn. remember. No. It's, I think his name is Mike Boyd. Yeah. It's but he takes on a new thing and he takes he learns it, and I'll tell you what, he's destined for great.
2: I know. I I watch him too. He's destined for great.
1: We've we mentioned a few times. I've, yeah. I've he's just brand. I've just started watching him i mean i think his channel's probably not much larger than mine at this point but he's destined to surpass me by like a like fa- expert like a five exp- like f- f- two orders of oh, magnitude he's got
2: five hundred thousand. Oh, see, so uh,
1: wow so okay yeah he already you, once it, it's like yeah. a rocket ship once you get the thrust you're
2: gone um it's it's a, he he got <laughs> a great you know niche a great niche yes because he's got it's not just a niche it's it's motivational, you yes. know. You can learn anything, yes. which is kind of what I like to promote, yes. you know, with my videos. Or every all of the makers want to promote, you know. You can do this too, and he's got cool stuff as well, you know, things that are amazing. You know, he d- does a muscle up, which is like a pull up, but then you actually push on your arms. You don't just pull at the well, end, which that's is
1: exactly. amazing. And he did it. And that's how I came across his channel because I was, try- I'm, I was trying to do the muscle up on the ring on, uh, on the cool. rings and so oh. you get bombarded by these suggestions on how to muscle up and he actually did he did the muscle up in I think it was 90 days
0: that's impressive I, I don't think I'd I, really, I honestly don't think I'd ever be able to do that yes you can
1: yes, yeah, you but can. he was it's just like an average guy a
0: you can
2: you learn it. he learned how to break a glass with your voice took it like Four hours in total? Really? If you're, <laughs> It's a really annoying video to watch yeah. because he yelled at the glass well, all you the time. You do
1: have to kind of skip through parts of his videos just because they get tedious. But it's still, it's amazing content. He is not my favorite channel. He's just the channel that recently I've really been captivated by. My favorite channel overall, there are two answers to that. Unquestionably favorite channel is Vsauce. I think I identify most closely with what he does I think I'm most similar to him. I think the things that we're interested in are the same. But my favorite in NR... That's really interesting because,
2: you know, he's got 12 million subscribers. Who? Vsauce? Vsauce, okay. yeah. So? So it's actually it's actually something that can relate to everybody. You would think that an intellectual channel would be so that well, successful. Well, if you
1: watch his early videos, they weren't intellectual. They were just downright trash. I mean he, there were like video games and memes and and it doesn't matter he's he's interesting and he's a natural presenter but he has he has, a, he has a, an inquisitiveness to him that's brilliant and childlike at the same time and he has a pro, he has a profound grasp of mathematical and philosophical concepts that should be foreign to somebody his age He's brilliant. I, I I just deeply admire the the man. But in, in our um what do you call it genre though, in the woodworking engineering stuff, I have quite yeah. I have quite a few favorites, but I do have a clear favorite. There are three, in my opinion, that really informed and changed what it is, like what we what people are doing now and making stuff in YouTube. And I think those were now before I even say this, I, let me, let me first start off with a disclaimer that my experience is limited. And, um, you know, the, the number of videos that I've seen are different. And I was staring at a different screen than you guys were. So everybody's going to have a different opinion or take on this. But but let, let me guess one. Okay, go ahead. Is Matthias Wandel. Well, that's, that's
2: the easy one. I don't think, okay. I don't, I, I think just. He's, I, I watch all of his videos too. I just didn't mention him as my favorite because I think he's so big, he doesn't need any. Uh, he, he doesn't need a plug, you know? I, like, to be. Okay,
1: if I'm going to be asked to talk about him, then I'm going to have to explore both sides of it. For one, the positive aspect. I could just shower him in praise. What he's done for the medium surpasses what anybody else has done. It, he's, he's made a repository of useful information that is bare bones, stripped of BS and just gets straight to the point for people that want to make or reproduce his experiments. He puts them, they're clear, they're concise, they're logical. It's easy to follow, easy to understand and innovative. And his range of expertise is just unparalleled. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's brilliant, and yeah, he is. I can't keep up with him because he's many years older than I am. So, in a lot of ways, I'm just—I have to be in his shadow. That re- leads me to the negative aspect of him. I don't think he likes me.
2: <laughs> me neither. Me neither. What do you? What do you <laughs> mean? I want I, I send him an email. Uh, it was quite early on at my, you know, woodworking career. Let's call it that way. And I said, like, yeah, I need to fix metal brackets to really thin plywood. What's the best way to, to, to fit it to the plywood so it doesn't rip out? And his uh, reply was just, screws. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: I don't think that's fair to characterize him as not liking you over that. His his brevity is um, symptomatic of a, of a person that's just in a, inundated with just these basic, like an endless series of basic questions where people just don't even try to help themselves. And yeah. And if anyone gets it, I couldn't imagine anyone getting it worse than him. So why do you you think he doesn't like you? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's I I'm for I'm forced to be feel in a way like, I have to be careful that I don't copy what he does too much because my goodness, am I interested in exactly Exactly the same things he is. I mean, everything, every single. I had so. I have so many videos that I haven't even released because they'll just be like, hey, "Matthias already did that." Yeah, you know, like no kidding. Like it's he's covered so much ground that it, it's like it'd be like me going out to it'd be like me traveling west right now, pretending like I'm exploring the wild west. This territory has been covered by this point, point. and so. <laughs> The originality is gone, but that doesn't mean that the viewers see it that way. They see it as you're copying someone. So, you know, I I try to keep my distance in that respect, but even if he doesn't like me, I don't care. He's irrelevant to me in that sense. But, goodness, do I have respect for him.
0: Wasn't there an episode of South Park where they were talking about, oh, The Simpsons already did this, <laughs> The Simpsons did this, but, you know, that show's been on for 20 years, so obviously some there's going to be some overlap between shows, and I'm sure Absolutely. it's the same with. But with okay, so he just like did that. one
1: on uh, drawing a drawing machine. It was a it was a drawing machine wh- that kind of resembles a harmonograph, and and his version was constrained by it was it's not quite as elaborate as a, a full harmonograph, but this is something that I have a book that's from the early 1900s that outlines how to build a harmonograph. So it's very old. But he just released a video on it, and this yeah. is following my four plus years of procrastination, promising people that I'm going to release my harmonograph. I I have a couple different versions of it, and, and well, just
2: just release it and say this is my take on
1: well, it. Well, yeah, but then that's easy to say, but you also have to space it out so that it's not. I don't know. I don't, this is a bore, This is a boring subject. If you don't mind, I'd like to move on. I, I would like to say though that he's not <laughs> the only one that I respect. I mean, the other, the other two that I think in, in, uh, modeled what, what the maker demographic is like is, are are Steve Ramsey and John Heiss, uh, for, for their different reasons. John Heiss is from the construction perspective. I have a similar, I was, I spent years in construction. I I started when I was nine. Wow. I'm not joking. Nine for a dollar an hour, carrying two by fours and pulling nails. Used a su- was it with your your parents? Yeah, for my dad, who would be arrested if you were yeah. to do that today. No, yeah. at age eleven, I was using a I was using a sawzall to cut out floor plates. So by the time I, I was a precocious learner, so by the time I was twenty, I had pretty much understood framing inside and out.
0: Very good. Now, what? I know that's that's impressive. <laughs> I think that's really cool
1: yeah it's also frustrating though because there are a lot of people that have been doing it for 40 years and they're idiots they still don't know how to do it right so as a 20 year old and like you're already using the pythagorean theorem to do rafter lengths and stair stringers and they're looking at you like why don't you just use a square this oh, you ain't going to use this in real life yeah well maybe you aren't going to but i can i, I liked that i like the puzzle aspect of it compound rafters and such so i went out on my own and became self-employed early on but that that doesn't matter my point was that i was in the construction world for a long time and that makes me identify with heiss because he's clearly he's clearly the construction guy that's way too smart to be a construction guy and i love that about him and he has a long long catalog of projects that span from stone to metalwork to wood to aluminum whatever what's the medium it doesn't matter whatever he needs to make and i love that i'm the same way but his content is so well exhaustively long that uh, i I can't even claim to have seen a fraction of it but i think he did a lot for it
2: i think i think he's a great guy and he builds good things you know he's a He's obviously he knows what he's doing, but I think his video lack a little bit of, they're not really f- f- that fresh, you know, I, f- I feel that a little bit, I think he's stuck in a hole that he can't get out of. He needs some, some help almost, some inspiration to change his channel a little bit. Because I noticed he doesn't grow as much as all the other guys do. They all started off at the same um, subscriber level at one point, and he's still there, um... basically. I think what he should do is build elaborate videos, you know? Today I'm going to make this whole cabinet from scratch, everything, start to finish. Uh,
1: I I see your point, but I'm evaluating based on content and based on... That he was one of the early producers of content that helped define the format
2: yeah that's true
1: because it didn't the format didn't exist at first now this this brings me so yeah he could probably do things flashier but i think that he's a guy of integrity that he doesn't because there are there are already waste too many emulations of the king of random and the the typical sort of success algorithm out there where you patronize the viewers you get the Patreon page and the, oh my God, thank you guys so much. Here's an update. I love you guys. It's it's silliness. And he doesn't do that because he has, like I said, the construction background where it's just, that's just silliness. It's untenable to proceed that way. And I respect him for that. But now this leads me into the next person who I think really, really sculpted what we see today. And that's Steve
2: Ramsey. Steve Ramsey. I love him. Although his content is very standard for my standard. He does great video production, of course, but you know, the stuff that he teaches, uh, I already know most of the things.
1: Yes, but standard is the key word. He set the standard. So let me go back about 10 years. And I remember I was, I had this job where I had this little corner where I could do woodworking and. The guys used, a lot of these guys at work used to, they used to love it, that I was skilled in it. So they would a lot of times watch me make things. i had an audience quite often. And I, I remember making stools out of two by four. So I was just making a bunch of stools. And there, I remember somebody said something to the effect of, I can't believe that you can make a stool in just a couple minutes like that. I, to this day, I've streamlined and optimized that stool design. I've made dozens (laughs) of them. And if you made a video of it, I don't think so. But if you look around in my videos, you'll see shop stools floating around, not that goofy one that's in my garage, but the four legged ones that are made out of two by fours. Anyhow, the person said, I can't believe you can make a stool like that so quickly. And so they were all over the workplace and they're rugged and cheap and easy to make. And I said, I would love to make a show called the table saw and two by four workshop where i make simple, just simple rudimentary designs using only a table saw and two by fours just to show you the wide array of designs that are available to you. If you're imaginative, you can make all sorts of things out of just two by fours with some drywall screws and a table saw. It's amazing what you can make with just that limited, uh, palette. And when I finally discovered YouTube, a couple years later, Steve Ramsey had beat me to it. His mere mortals thing (laughs) was table saw and two by four workshop. And when I saw it, I'm like, oh my goodness, I always had that idea. But Steve Ramsey is not the kind of klutzy person that he portrays. I hope you won't mind me saying that, but he he acts that way, like he's the goofball, <laughs> and that makes him more approachable and palatable for mass viewing. But in reality, he's brilliant. Uh, he, yeah, he has that's interesting.
2: You can te- clearly tell he's brilliant.
1: Yeah, and it seeps through, and you can tell that he has some sort of media uh, training as well. Like he has some kind of film background because his understanding of of media theory leaks out, and it's not just like. Oh, he read uh, a Wikipedia article about about um, narr- uh, narrative structure or something like that. It's that it just leaks out that he's formally trained. Or maybe maybe they treat or train everyone that in California. But from where <laughs> I'm from, you know, you just don't know how filmmaking works that well but his yeah
2: but he's also a very entertaining person
1: oh and his sense of humor about the filming his sense of humor is just oh (laughs) Uh, there have been moments that have made me genuinely laugh out loud The, the the one that still gets me every once in a while i will laugh to myself over this when i think about it he made this Halloween video. It, it was a new option called Enable Live Comments, and he clicked it. And then this guy goes, first, every time I see his face <laughs> and he says, first, I see his face in my head. It makes me laugh because of how ridiculous it is. But uh, his sense of humor is it defined it defined the genre. We all of us copy his format to some extent. He, yeah. he was the first one there. So everything is, uh, in some way, a regurgitation of his early work.
0: So, so pocket. I, I got I got one more question for you, then maybe we can uh, we can wrap it up a little bit if that if that works for you guys. So, um, what's what's the weirdest thing that somebody sent you? Because because on your contact page, all I see is a PO box somewhere in Pennsylvania. Is that correct? And so people probably yes. send you. Well What's what's the craziest thing somebody sent you? The craziest thing someone sent? Ooh, I, I don't know the craziest object i don't
1: know none of them are none of them are all that bizarre i mean they're all a little bit bizarre but none of the things that they sent have been like obscene bizarre i mean some of them are like i kind of raise an eyebrow like what do i do with that but some of the letters are more bizarre
0: (laughs) all right fair enough
1: I, i i'm sorry i don't have a clear answer for that if i had something that was just proper weird i would bring it to your attention but off the top of my head I can't remember anything.
0: You get a lot of mail from fans or, or enemies or you know <laughs> rival YouTubers. I've maybe. never had
1: a I've I've never had a, a handwritten hate message that I can remember. Oh that would be cool though. <laughs> that would be, you know Okay, so there have been it would be more respectable. There have been strange things that have fallen out of envelopes before. While I'm in my truck at the post office, some you can't help it because they're fun. Some of the packages are downright fun to open up. So you're in your truck and you open it up and strange things spill onto your lap and you have to laugh.
0: That could be good know, or bad.
1: I All told it's been good. I haven't had anthrax or anything yet. so Not yet.
0: <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> all, all told, like, I know I complain a lot about negative comments, but please don't let me misrepresent. There have been some wonderful human beings from this, like some of the people that I've met and corresponded with, and some of the the people, that, especially the young kids, which probably has formed that image in my head that I told you about. The image of that kid that's a little bit younger than me, who's yeah. like, he's just started, he just became an engineering major. And he's like, you've inspired me to start making things. I'm in mechanical engineering. And I love making the cool stuff you do. And geometry is magical to me as well. Like When I think of him, it's awesome. Like I'll I'll do anything to help you. If you're out there, kid, I will do anything that I can to help you. Come talk to me. If you're in silence and I don't know about you, then I can't help you. But we want to help you because you're our people.
2: And I think that's the honesty that you need with your channel, that you have a goal of not just making money like some people do on YouTube, not necessarily in our genre, but in in general. And you actually want to make the place, yeah, a little bit better, help other people out, teach people how to do things.
1: absolutely. But, you know, if you're like, you're a math major, and my understanding of um, integration, if I make some explanation about calculus or something, and you find it rudimentary, I'm sorry. But I i can't, <laughs> I can't do everything like a, I'm, I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about you. I'm more of the Martin, Martin Gardner type or the Vsauce type. I'm not thinking about calc major or um, math majors. I'm thinking about the kid that's just starting in engineering. And, and he's interested in the concept stuff, like we are.
0: I'm just gonna say, you know, kind of like you, I'm sure it's just I find so much different stuff so interesting. I think that's the maybe the beauty of YouTube and being able to put that out there. You know, what you make and what Max makes and so what I make are all a little bit different, but they're all, I don't know, they're all kind of unique and weird and, and wonderful <laughs> in, in, in my opinion. I, I think it's-
1: the, They spark creativity. So. It might be a bad idea to not be specific though, because I have a wide range of projects. I think that makes me less approachable. Like if I only bake cookies and that's it, then I'll get the cookie baking demographic.
0: So, you know, no, I, I agree uh, with that. I mean, that's one thing I struggle with. I, I, I feel like because I make a lot of different things. So do you. But, you know, somebody like uh, you, know, like Peter Brown, who you collaborated on with that, that uh, that Kane, you know, he has a very specific thing that he does. He does it very well. And it's, cons- you know, somewhat consistent. And he gets a very good audience for that. And uh, I don't know, I guess there's something to be said for that, too. So it, I guess it's just... I, don't, I guess you could just yeah. gotta gotta do your yeah. own thing, you know, you know, whatever, whatever that is.
1: Um, before we go, I want to complain to Max about his recent video.
0: Yeah, I, I right. agree. It was it was pretty terrible. I can't believe you threw it out. Know, it was beautiful.
2: <laughs> well, it was rage. It was just rage. That's why it's not on camera when I actually did it. I was holding okay. the router, trying to route something out. The router was kicking back. It was you know me fighting the router and a stupid piece of wood. So I smashed it.
1: Well, you know, instead of taking all those steps with the epoxy, you could have just polyurethane and it and not been done in an hour. Because that's what I did with mine, and it looks exactly the same. Yeah, thank you for telling me now. It's too late. <laughs> but when I saw you break it, I'm like, oh, my goodness, it was so beautiful. Plus, I, thought, I also thought why I disagreed with what you did was because you passed the point of no return with that video. There's a point, you know how Adam Savage is fond of saying that failure is always an option? Yeah, I totally agree with that. But there's a point where you've resolved that failure is no longer an option, and you're going to invest whatever resources you have at that point. That's tenacity, and you need that. And like when you pass that point, when that epoxy bubbled, it's like I would have scraped it off with a razor blade so, and did it so over.
0: So I, I think what Pocket's saying, Max, <laughs> is that if you fail at something, just don't publish it. Just, just you know, just keep it off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no i, I did <laughs> boy that's an
1: that's a whole other that's a whole other topic of discussion is failure because i don't post my failures on my main channel but i think people love to see that and it's something that i could do to
0: improve my oh yeah I, response will paste, no, I will no, pay no, from viewers. no do honestly max i i very much enjoyed that video so i'm i'm relieved that it's done really
2: i'm relieved But I started with new things, which brings us to the next section, which is progress and what we talk about what we actually did um, since the last podcast. So, Pocket, what have you been working on?
1: I work on many things at the same time. I I work on, at any given time, I work on a dozen prototypes. I consider them leads. There are leads to whether or not they'll be good videos. If they pass and become a prototype, then they go into the prototype pile where I may, at some point, make a video. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I work on many things, but the one that, the the two projects that I'm working on now they involve epoxy
0: and spheres.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> nice, so it's very mysterious, just like your old, old persona. So we uh, we'd yeah, definitely my, love to hear that. It's um, so mysterious, right?
1: No, it's not. That it's, it's irrelevant. That's all. My character is irrelevant. <laughs> I, I, I just don't <laughs> want it to become about. Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! I, it, it's just not. I,
0: I enjoyed your Christmas lights hanging thing too, with the uh, the <laughs> thing because I I needed to put some too to. I don't know how you put it fit in with cultural norms or whatever you said. Did you like the Did you like the music? <laughs> that was borderline satire. <laughs> no, just, it was, because
1: I'm, it's just so.
0: I just liked how you said. I can't remember exactly how you put it, but it's like in order to put fit in with cultural norms in my neighbor suburban. Neighborhood. Something I have like to nor- put up Christmas or something. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I, I kind of feel, I kind of feel you there, because anyway, I've got <laughs> I probably need to put up some lights. So, so thanks for that. Oh God, my parents are
2: actually well, on holiday, and they asked me to decorate their house. What's the point? You're not even here. Why should I decorate this? It's almost Christmas. Is almost over. It's already mid of December.
0: Could you, you could just tell them that you're dead. Uh, well, them. they're coming back <laughs> close to Christmas hmm
3: you just tell oh, them that no. you
0: did i mean at
2: least if you <laughs> spend december at home then okay but if you just spend like 10 days here
0: what's the point well they're in, they're in florida correct is that, is that right in the oh Max? no they moved on to panama now oh okay well i was gonna say if they're in florida i could talk to some of my contacts see if i could get them detained for a you know for a couple, <laughs> couple <of> days <laughs> just get them detained <laughs> <laughs> have, have you been no, working I... on anything Jeremy? Yeah, I actually, um, well, I just finished a battery pack video using the coin cells and some shrink wrap, which I thought that was pretty cool. It's done pretty well as a video so far. And, but uh, probably the most interesting thing I've been working on is a, I made a bed for my son, and I actually actually got that installed yesterday, which was awesome. He really loved it. It uh, has some engraved figures that I put on my CNC router, made it like some pictures of robots and stuff in his name. And I think it's going be, gonna to be really cool so that's that's probably the coolest thing i also put out a video on my a battery pack i made from cr2032 batteries you know you know like i was telling pocket i can't uh can't stay focused on one genre at a time apparently so that's kind of my uh cr2 which batteries oh the tiny ones the watch batteries yeah the little uh coin cell batteries i figured out a way to, to s- stick them together with shrink wrap and that uh that's going to be really good for, you know, for projects in the future, I guess. Small stuff so. high voltage. Yeah, exactly. So
1: And the secret project which my goodness looks good.
0: Yeah. What's
1: what's That, that? looks really good. The secret project for for people that watched more than a minute.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm I'm really I'm really excited about that one. Um, just, you know, stuffing all the electronics into the little controller. So that'll be that'll be fun. Hopefully uh hopefully somebody else won't uh, won't make it before I get done with <laughs> it. So Oh, isn't that the truth? Yeah, but you yeah, know, I guess
1: it's rough out there. I'll probably The idea market is
0: rough. I'll probably release it either way. I, I guess I don't have the same, uh, I guess, uh, fear of reprisal like you know more popular YouTubers. <laughs> <so> whatever. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, thanks. Glad you glad you thought that was interesting.
1: But that would never that would never happen.
0: You don't think so? No, it would.
1: It it you would pay too much in pr capital if you went on the offensive against the it's better to take the approach of oh i don't mind that they copied my video i don't even i kind of shouldn't even go on record saying this but i've had plenty of mine copied some of it is just downright well i'm not talking about the meme one where other people repost it i'm not talking about that there have been times where other Personalities have taken something that I blatantly made and just posted it as their own. I don't like that because I always do attribution. If I step on someone else's toes, I will quickly give up proper
2: attribution. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, that's the right way to do it. We're all in the same. I don't even get why people copy out this. You know, there's so many cool projects that you could do, so much good content. We've. I mean, most of the people I know in this genre have more p- things on their list that they can oh, actually yeah. produce. No, that's that's So why true would th- you need to copy somebody yeah. else? So, Agreed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've never copied anybody else. Like, made a hexagonal board game and put out a video on it or anything. But, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Whoa, but whoa, that whoa, was your idea, yeah, right? Absolutely. Wait, that was your original idea.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so. You're just so mischaracterizing what I said. No, you
0: you get. No, you no, get, no, no, no. I'm I'm not. I didn't mean to. No, we get what you, you t- gave attri- said. You gave it's attribution,
1: so it was like so perfectly done that it was flattering. I mean, that was like, I appreciate wow. that, <laughs> that. I appreciated so that.
0: But no, I, I thought that was awesome. Though I was like, like wow, the person who actually designed this originally is commenting on my channel about this. You know, I think it's pretty cool and he, he thinks it's cool too. So I was uh, super happy about that. So some so people made
1: electronic versions, by the way. If you don't want to make one, pe- check the comments or the description in that video. And uh, people made electronic versions, and one of them I really enjoyed. It was pretty good. There are a couple of different themes that they came was up with. Was it the
0: angels about... and demons or something? Was yeah, that...
1: yeah. I, I really hope that it eventually catches on, not for my own satisfaction, but because. I found the game to be genuinely good. Uh, it's hard to find a good two-player game. I like Hex and Othello and games like that, but uh, it's not nearly as complicated as chess, but there are more permutations probably. Isopath, mm, interesting. I mean. so. Mm.
2: Right, right. Interesting. Jeremy, we should play this game online with your Yeah, we should,
0: we should do that sometime. <laughs> uh, so, so, Max, what, what about you? What have you been working on this week or... Month for that matter? Oh, two things. Um,
2: yeah, um, I've been working a lot on my uh, desk lamp, which is a really high powered LED desk lamp. I did a lot of turning. It's turned out to be quite a lathe video, so lots of turning involved. But you could pre print all of this if you wanted to, it would just be beefier. And that's getting close to finished, I hope. And the other thing is a big project. I'm building an electric hydrofoil. So it's like a surfboard, but with a wing underneath the water, and that actually gives you a lift. And uh, yeah, that's quite an involved um, involved build because there's making the surfboard, making the electronics, figuring out the uh, motor, the batteries, because it's really high powered stuff. It will be seven kilowatts, so that's like it's like three kettles or four kettles.
0: Well, well I mean, how many um, how many how much current is coming out of this? Didn't you say it was something like two hundred amps or something? Uh, t- two hundred amps. That's, yeah. Uh, Even getting
2: components for two hundred amps is really difficult. Yeah, that's uh, like switches incredible. and plugs. I'm so
1: out of my depth with you guys in electronic knowledge. I, I am in complete envy and awe when I hear you discuss it. The things that you guys do with electronics <laughs> is amazing. And by the way...
2: That's why I express it in kettles, because a kettle has like a uh, 1,500 watts, and it's really powerful. You know, it makes bo- water boil.
1: But I've always wanted to make Lichtenberg f- fractals. They're Lichtenberg figure, figures. Have you ever seen that? It's where you run... A, I know prince rupert drops. No, no no no. That's with that's that's oh, it's, with glass. It's,
2: it's the electric stuff and wood. Yes. Prince rupert drops yeah. are when you uh drop
1: glass in water and it becomes fragile. Um hmm. yeah, the, the Lichtenberg figures are when you run electric pass electro, electric current through a medium that gives a lot of resistance and then it causes that beautiful uh um sort of lightning shape. It looks amazing in acrylic and it also works on wood i always wanted to try it and i even have an old broken neon sign but there's just something mysterious and threatening about electricity that my ignorance prevents me from dabbling with it too much and to hear you guys, like you guys are clearly adept and that brings me to my point we never even discussed my my resistance to technology. That was supposed to be my central theme here. <laughs> never even got into it. <laughs>
3: oh well.
0: Next time, I okay, guess. Yeah. That, why, that don't we, why don't we have you on in, uh, you know, a few months or whatever? I, I think it'd be I think it'd be awesome yeah. actually. Well, it's, yeah. We'll also be you, good to talk progress with our guests. You know? Yeah,
2: and also we, also the other ones. We, we could have.
1: also become better because I keep interrupting you, and I hate to be overbearing. I'm um, conversationally. Um, Overbearing, and I apologize for that. But also, we would get better at not tripping over each other and interrupting.
2: Yeah. But that just happens because we can't see each other and there's a delay in the line. Obviously, I'm in Germany, you're in Florida, and who knows where? I'm in Pennsylvania.
1: But I'm I'm surprised how little lag there is.
2: Yeah. We we pay for the service. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It costs money to run this podcast. Yeah. I mean, you know, they make
0: zero, by the way. I mean, Germany has the uh, Angela Merkel supervises the uh, internet connections there personally, right? She is a physicist. She's great. Oh, that's true. You know, politics
2: aside, she's a good person. She tries to do the best for the people.
1: Oh, yeah, but politics is something we should refrain from. We should refrain from that (laughs) area of discussion, because that just brings (laughs) more hate than I... I already have enough hate (laughs) in my life, but how long have you been speaking English?
2: I dare say it's not Uh, your native language well i had a girlfriend from australia when i was in year 10 9 so that's where i learned a lot lot of english and of course in school and after that i went abroad <coughs> i went to peru costa rica and england for seven years so well you're an I've interesting personality too, I, uh,
1: <laughs> I look forward to getting to know you better at some point <laughs> This is yeah, same for me.
2: Maybe I can get your email address one day. To, well, to the <laughs>
1: listeners, this is the first time Max and I have ever spoken. So it's kind of bizarre to go on. That's right. As if we know
0: each other when we really don't. Well, I'm sure I left some comments on your channel at some point. Yeah, you're if the one that. Wrote those really nasty ones that hurt his feelings, right? Did did I insult? Did I insult <laughs> I, I, don't do, I that. do.
1: My reputation precedes me. I do. I will engage in the lowly YouTube argument. I will do it. Ah, uh, no, you you probably ignored me. You better bring. If you want to argue, I will. But I'm a good writer, and I I will use. It better be factual because I will deconstruct your argument, and I love it. It's. Do you ever see those? You ever see those mountain goats? How they butt heads? And you would yeah. think that it just <laughs> smashes their brain off the side of their skull, and that yeah, that's how I look at um, argument at times. I I feel like polemics is at least it could have been my calling.
0: I, so it's so kind of this. like a kind of like just... real football, I guess, for for Max's benefit.
1: <laughs> real football, <laughs> real football. Oh, that's another area of conversation. We can really. Sp- churn up some hatred with my position on the metric system.
0: Oh, yeah, I <laughs> wanted to talk it. about that. We, we definitely need, <laughs> to, we need to do this again, because yeah. I'd love to. Earlier,
2: while, while Pocket, Pocket was getting ready to record this, Jeremy actually told me that the metric system is better. But he wouldn't admit it, of course. Yeah, I hope it, that's right, not. I'm not admitting that not on, you top, can, top, on you camera. Can say, you could say better,
1: but better with respect to what? Because
2: all measurement
1: systems are arbitrary. And if you think otherwise, you're incorrect. <laughs>
3: yeah that's right just, max that's right they are Let, Thank let's you. not get
0: it too deep into this i, I knew i wanted to get <laughs> i knew i had a reason i wanted to get pocket on here and it's to he's outnumbered we a have a little, little metric system beat down.
2: we have him in the corner we're, right, we're. you know an inch can be can be useful for something that's roughly the size of an inch like you know if i say let's say i'm making a sock for my just That's a really bad idea, i cut this out. Let's say I make something that's just one inch thick. I could say, yeah, just give me an inch thick of material. But if you want a slice of bread, you would watch an inch big slice of bread. You don't get to
1: cut out poorly formulated arguments out of the podcast to make your position seem stronger. That's not fair. (laughs) Okay, so your argument is essentially thus. It's good for measuring things like a ruler. A ruler is a foot long, so it would be 12 inches. So it's easy to express that value in inches. No, 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 no.
2: No, ruler is 30 centimeters. Everybody knows that. <laughs> no, 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 nobody knows that. At least in Germany no, I don't want to misrepresent.
1: I'm, I'm teasing you. I, I totally admit, uh, and I have a science background, I totally admit that the metric system is a thing of beauty because it represents our approach to standardization. But we're a long way off. And we have to remember historical context and we have to keep in mind that all numerical systems are arbitrary. All measurement or expressive systems are arbitrary. Um, I do, and oh my goodness, our American system for gallons and such and ounces, I don't even understand it. Stupid.
2: Yeah. But you know what I liked in America? We went to Rip City in Florida, in Cape Coral, and we had rips french fries and you have a third side which is just toast with garlic butter on top unnecessary but it was very nice very nice well, it reminded you, me of now, I, I think
0: we should i think we should go ahead and close out the the podcast with this statement that you know there's there's two types of countries those that use the metric system and those that have gone to the moon and yeah. um, oh that's not that's i so think unfair. i just came up with that out of the blue Oh, that was can, uh, we're quoting
1: you, you on that? That's your quote? It's your original. That's why I just it came is. up
0: with that uh, I came up with that uh just, just now, just, He's just from, from Florida, last so he two knows seconds. he knows I'm from space Florida. stuff. I mean I So he knows space my stuff. My family was uh involved in the in the rocket ships or something I got or something like that.
1: If you never if that was Benjamin Franklin, by the way.
0: What was it? That quote was yeah, Benjamin yeah, exactly.
3: Franklin. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, because he, he went to the, the moon, he, uh
0: He shot himself there uh, with uh, the, uh, the discerning cannon, viewer. The
1: discerning listener will probably oh. find the flaw in that logic. Oh. But uh, <laughs>
0: the, the whenever discerning listener will probably understand it's not a video. Out of your yeah, never
1: mind. The discerning listener probably That's, would turn this off wouldn't Anyway, guys, it was me.
2: But pocket, thank you very much for joining us today. It was great talking to you. It was quite a long uh, episode. And it was really good meeting you. Oh, you
1: as well. I, I wish you guys nothing but luck on your um, a- approach and improvement. You guys do awesome stuff, and I totally support the work that you're doing.
2: Same well, for you. And, you know, don't take it too hard on the comments. No, I don't. <laughs> By all means, I, yeah. I don't, don't think that. I, I have perspective. You have to
1: laugh. You have to laugh at it. You have to keep it at arm's length.
0: Yeah, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate it, and it was a lot of fun
1: okay great talking to you guys
0: bye-bye see ya